Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today on the Victor Mark Show. This is part two of an incredible interview with both a friend and colleague and brother uh, in the Lord. And that we're talking about Gary Finley, who's an incredible dad, businessman, father, grandfather. He's just the whole package. Now, many of you have known him from his work at Curves Fitness for Women, where he was a COO. And really, the work that was done... And that was nothing shy of miraculous, and but it was hard work, and there was resiliency that was needed. So today, we're on part two of how to be a leader, how to be a CEO or an entrepreneur, but how you must never give up, regardless of the circumstances or situations, you've got to press on. So let's get right into part two of my time with Gary Finley, the Redneck CEO. So, I mean, you've got a gift of giving, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons why God has—you're what I call a funneler. You and Kim, y'all funnel funds for where God wants it. So you're on hoarders. You're not—you don't live above your means. And to finish that, uh, we're aligned on the things that matter. There you go. Right. We're aligned on things that, and, and basically being where we are with our walk with Christ, our Christianity, mm-hmm. it, we're aligned perfectly on that. Mm-hmm. And so if I talk to young couples, they say, what would you say? I say, choose your battles. Right. Because you get off into arguing about stuff that uh, makes no difference. More. Right. So choose your battles. That's a that would be the best piece of advice. Uh, but and then also aligning on those things that are important mm-hmm. uh, because the rest of you know Kim always wanted to be a um, a housewife and a mom that was her goal that's, that's all she ever wanted to be and um, she did a great job at that so she wanted to do that I wanted to go out and make something most of the time when we were building curves I took my family with me mm-hmm. everywhere I went you know when I'd go out and do a sales pitch I would take one of the kids with me when they were all little they'd sit at the table and draw and color while I'm doing a sales pitch right mm-hmm. um, but you know she took care of the things that needed to be taken care of and uh, teamwork yeah teamwork goes back to the first thing you asked me there's just no uh, staying power yeah. today right it gets tough Okay, goodbye. I'll be talking to somebody and I'll say something about being married 38 years and they are, are astounded. Yes, you know, they cannot, they cannot believe it. But my mom and dad's been married I, I, and I'd probably be off, I don't know, 60 years or 65 years. My brother, 43 years, 43 wow. years. And then Kim's two brothers, the same. All, everybody's over 30 years. That's so. That's yeah. super rare. But that's always one of the things I, I love talking about is faith and family. And you guys are such a great example of that staying power and the value of family. Because when the family disintegrates, that hurts a culture, mm-hmm. that hurts a nation. Now, the last thing we'll talk about, because people are going to need to read 
the book, and I think they will want to get it after this, listening to you, is freedom. I mean, you're red-blooded patriot. What do you think our nation is right now with this election and, you know, where we're going? Should we be concerned? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I like you, probably I worry for my kids, my grandkids, yeah. those kind of, you know, God's in control, always right. has been, always will be. Right. You know, obviously the election and those things did not come out the, the way that uh, I would have or Kim and I would have loved to seen, but... You know, you can sit and panic about it and worry yourself sick about it and talk about, you know, your 401 is going to fade away and Social Security is going to fade away. and stuff. They may happen, but God is still the same. Right. right. And so, you know, I don't watch or listen to any kind of media yeah. uh, because Did every, you hear that? Right. Everything is negative. Yep. Um, and I just don't I just don't want to go down that path because, again, um, it really makes no difference. I mean, yeah, we need to get involved, and there's things right. we we need to do our part. But at the end of the day, I mean, uh, having our focus on Christ and where where we need to be as Christians, that is the most important. So, I don't. I'm not in any worry mode. I'm not worried about whether businesses are going to thrive or not thrive and continue to move. It's going to happen the way that God wants to happen, right. and I have to do my part. Right now, on that, doing your part. Uh, I think there's been a, a really strong passivity among mm-hmm. Christians yep. that don't believe that. Right. Um, uh, that don't believe their civic responsibility. Absolutely. And, I mean, would you agree that Christians, people of faith, people of integrity, need to get involved in leadership from the dog catcher to the city council to the board, mm-hmm. school board like your father to mayors to the sheriff? Yeah. I mean, it makes a difference when the Absolutely. sheriff of the county uh, all the way up. Mm-hmm. You can't sit back and go, okay, God's in control, you know, so I don't need to do anything, right? That's just, that, no, that doesn't work. Uh, God has, he's created us to um, to draw closer to him. And through that relationship, we still have a, a part that we have to play. So when, when I say I don't listen to it, I don't really pay attention, I don't close my eyes to it. I know what's going right. on, uh, but I still do my part. And it's it is a little disturbing that uh, Christians have just bought into uh, a lot of things. The so, culture, the, the culture, social things of saying, uh, you know, hey, that's, 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 yeah, that's okay, not a big deal. Uh, uh, that yeah. is that is tough to get your hands around because it will affect us in the short term, but it's definitely going to affect. Our children, our children, and our, our grandkids, grandchildren. and stuff like that. And, yeah. We talked about a while ago social media and, and mm-hmm. electronics and things like that. You know, I am I'm fortunate because um, my daughter and her husband they're both in education, mm. but I'm glad that they have a they both grew up in in strong Christian homes, and so they've given that to their kids. You know, uh, watching Allie, our, our granddaughter, went to church with us this morning. And, you know, she Kim bought her a new Bible for uh, Christmas, and that's all she wanted to do. She wanted to get that mm-hmm. Bible out, and she wanted to sing. And then when she gets out, she asks you questions. And um, that comes from their parents being involved. Even though they're educators, mm-hmm. they still build their the, on the faith side as well, yeah. right? Transferring our values mm-hmm. and the virtues and, and biblical mm-hmm. that that. It's simple. I mean, it really is simple, right? Yeah. But I think a lot of Christianity has gone the way of the culture. I call it cultural Christianity. 
So when it's time to stand up for what we believe or what's right, most people don't. They just fade mm-hmm. and they get passive or they say, you know, not confrontational, but life is confrontational. Yeah. I mean, your book shares that. It's conflict after conflict after conflict mm-hmm. and you keep pressing on. But that's how you started the interview today. You said, my faith, that's the anchor to your soul. That's what's enabled you to make it, continue to make it, lose it, make it, right? Endure, have a marriage that has endured the test of time, and uh, and really have friendships mm-hmm. that endured the test of time. Well, you know, you, you mentioned that earlier. I've been very fortunate that um, my friendships have always been people in the ministry. My best friends have been people in the ministry, every one mm-hmm. of them. So, and I don't know that's by design or, or what, but... We like your money. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the checks that's coming. What, Keep the, that's you see what the it pattern? is. Yeah. Keep the checks right. coming. <laughs> they always met me at the bank. <laughs> Can we so, have lunch yeah, at the bank? Really? Right. I'll bring no, down some coffee. I, I think it's that... Um, I, I'll tell you what it, what it is. When I was real good friends with a pastor one time, and he made a comment. He said... With you, I can just be me. There you go. Right? You know what he said? He said, with you, I mean, something may slip out of my mouth. I would never say somewhere else. And he says, there's no judgment there. And uh, I think they're just very transparent relationships that, you know, say what you want to say. And, you know, we move on and we don't always agree. Sometimes we disagree. But um, because most pastors and people in in ministries, and you know this very much, you can't be yourself. You're always on, you you know, and where do you find that person that you can do those things with that it doesn't go out to everyone else? Right. 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 So you got to have people in ministry. You're just like everybody else, you got your good days, you got your bad days. Yep. Probably more bad days in ministry, unfortunately, for you guys. It's a, it's a struggle in a lot of different ways. But I, th- I think that um, having that one person that you can just talk yeah. with. And, well, that's a good word for both uh, everybody listening. Whether you're in ministry, whether you're in business, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a student. Do you have a good friend? Do you have someone you can kick your boots off? And, and, you know, it's and it's easy. You and I talked about a while ago. It is it is easy today to not have those relationships strongly because you're everybody's doing. I mean, you know, you're on the road. We're on the road. You're, mm-hmm. You guys are off doing ministry and, and mm-hmm. we're off doing work and um, that it just and you go, man, when I retire, I'm going to do this or do that. Um, and so those things kind of move away. You know, one of my good friends lived. I start saying hit it with a. Eight iron, but I couldn't hit it with eight iron. <laughs> so <laughs> pull out the two, right? Pull out the two, um, but yet the amount of time we spend with each other is just very little. You know, well, it's our culture's just done that. Well, and that's where that's where I do appreciate electronics. Where because uh, I told you we were with Marcus Latrell yesterday, and and uh, you know that guy, it, it shocks me how he'll text me or call me every so often and just go. Just checking in on you. Just checking in on you. It's a little electronic hug. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, thanks, Mark. Still good. Because we get busy, too. And I I think it's so important that people understand. I have a, a, a good friend in Colorado. Uh, we're close in proximity. And we always do shooting together. Well, he, he had a major blowout. 
Mm. I mean, blowout and Christian man and all that. And uh, he ended up committing adultery on his wife, moved mm. out. And it's, you know, what we often hear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he said, I, I just got to tell you. I said, well, how are you going to unwind this thing, man? I said, I'm I'm not trying to save your marriage that's that jacked up. Yeah. Because not all marriages make it, but godly men do. You got no business shacked up with that woman and committing adultery. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And he goes, wow, you make me feel like dirt. I said, you are. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. And the devil's winning. I said, mm-hmm. I love you enough to tell you the truth. And guess what? He, he kind of pushed me back for just a little bit. Now it's almost daily. Can you help me walk through this, man? I need to get back with my wife. And, and I don't know if it'll ever work out. But he has stopped. He has spiraled downward. And he just needed that because sin blinds and binds. And and people need at least one good friend that in your time of need you can go to. And and uh, that's a gift. Yeah. You and I were friends with Dick Plowman, you know, yeah. for years and years. And Dick was that guy, you know, much older than, than you and I. Yeah. But just a, I mean, a godly guy that just mm-hmm. could. He was like, Kim had an uncle who was a pastor. It was the same thing. Just, you know, always got a smile on their face. Didn't do anything really overly, you know, right. uh, worldly out there, build a big business or anything. Right. But what great men of God that you can go to. Salt of you the know, earth. my very, very, very dear friend, Barry Camp, who's been our pa- my pastor for years. He married my kids. You know, we've been in that church. That's where we, you know, all the kids got baptized. You know, he lost his wife about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so he and I still stay in touch. And, and it's not like, okay, we meet for breakfast. Right. Obviously, with, right. with with all this going on, he's been, you know, he's kind of stayed in a lot. But it's just that call every you know, so maybe it might be once a month. Hey, man, checking in. What are you doing? Right. Uh, That's strong. And so those those are good to have, too. But, yeah, I miss having Dick Plowman around. You know, Dick introduced us to people like Drake McClain, who's another mm-hmm. just a strong man of God that it's just, you know, I'd love to have somebody like him as a mentor. Yeah. You know, um, loved everything about him. Yeah. His he, wisdom. He he is in heaven. Yeah, enjoying. Yeah, he's enjoying eternity yeah, he's with his wife and his child. Well, it's uh, we've been able to talk about some things, and you know, this is. I want people to feel like they're here in the living room, right? Mm-hmm. Just just in on this conversation, uh, because these are the things that matter. And y'all have heard y'all have heard us talk about faith, family, freedom, and. Um, a lot more. And I, I really do pray that y'all take the heart. So two things that we're asking folks. First, what is your perception of me or me and Eileen? You, you know, it's a long time, <laughs> but what is your perception of us? Yeah, I, I, I would, I would give y'all the same on tenacity and mm-hmm. just uh, keep driving and driving and drive. I don't have any, I don't know anyone or had a, a good friend like you that I've seen have the 
struggles with things that you've had to deal with your entire life, mm-hmm. uh, but you've overcome it over and over and over and over again. You and I have talked about a lot of different things. I never could relate on things like anxiety mm-hmm. and things until the last 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. I realized how hard that is, but you guys just have a, you've always had a heart for the ministry. Mm-hmm. You've always had a heart for families, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that's not changed. I mean, you guys, you really don't seem any you know, different to me today. You've gotten older. Eileen's gotten younger. Yes, but that other, is true. Other than that, you know, you're still out doing God's work and doing what your your ministry has changed some, yeah. but it it grew in other ways. It took you in places you thought you'd never end up being. Starting off in you know youth prisons right. to you know the things you guys are doing you know around the world today. So kudos to you. Not many people can can mm-hmm. do that. Uh, we got a great team, great prayer warriors, great supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the 10 pegs have expanded out for sure. Boy. Um, yeah. And thanks for being part of it in the very, from the very beginning. Last question. When you die, mm-hmm. Gary Finley, what's going to happen? Oh, that's going to be the best day of my life. <laughs> you wow. know, walking in heaven with, uh, with our Savior. We get so caught up in the day-to-day things, thinking we need to strive for this position or strive for that. Our What I try to do, I hope to do, don't always do it, but is that the ultimate goal is to be with God in heaven. Mm-hmm. So whenever that's time for me, you know, people got really, and I understand, you know, that in, during this pandemic that, you know, there's people with health problems, and but some people, the fear, and, and of course, the fear driven by media uh, has gotten a lot of people. But at the end of the day, if you know what your um, final outcome is, is that you're going to have eternity uh, in heaven with God, then it really doesn't make a difference. Well, right? no, you, you, you say that with a level of confidence that many people can't. How do you know you're going to heaven? I got saved when I was about 10. What does that mean, saved? I, uh, at that point, knew that as, even as a kid, yeah. I was in church, God was working my life, I was learning more, and I uh, I just felt that Holy Spirit over me, you know, uh, to the point to where um, it was real clear that, you know, I needed to, I was a sinner, even at 10 years old, and right. I needed to ask, uh, ask Christ in my heart uh, and, and live that life knowing that God is part of me. And um, from that day forward, uh, I never doubted it. I, I'm, wow. I'm not the kind. I'm not a the person that needs a. You know, has I've got a buddy that researches everything, so you have to prove it out to him. Right. You know, I never had to do that. And, and so, to the question of how do you know that? Uh, for me, yeah. it is when I do something say something, do something, act something wrong, I'm convicted of it immediately. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if you, if you don't have that conviction, then you live a life of you don't care, right? right. You do what you want to do. And so I've just, and, I, and I've seen it in my life because some things have happened that they cannot happen mm-hmm. any other way. This past year was an example of that in a situation where we sold our company. And if we hadn't sold the company, it had been a lot worse. I mean, the anxiety and um, just the, the pressure of that working for 
the person I was working for, uh, I, I, I couldn't have made it much longer. And we had a, a, it started in October of 2019. We started having this company look at us and, um, went on till, you know, and, and starting about February, everything that you could possibly think of that could hop in the way to maybe keep that from happening, happened. And many times I said, look, this doesn't happen. I'm gone. Right. I, I, there's no way I can do this. And I can't do this another you know, year, two years, three years. I just can't do it. And this sale happened in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of an election year, Unreal. in the middle of, um, you know, uh, unemployment rates and, and economies, um, you know, having crashed in a lot of ways because of the pandemic. Um, we closed on it just the way they said it was going to close on. That is by the grace of God, because I could name you off 20 companies. I know that were down to the finish line and didn't sell. Right. Right. Because I mean, the private equity and investment firms were like, I I can't do this. And even not even just that, it wasn't a fire sale. It was, way, way, way more than what the company is worth, in my opinion, right? <laughs> so uh, that has been a great thing uh, that only God can orchestrate. And I've seen that through my entire life, through losing businesses and, you know, walking out my health club that morning after it's been stripped out of every piece of equipment, mm. go home, think, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. And I get a phone call before I lay down. Hey, would you like to come be our VP of franchising? I just heard what happened. I thought, you just heard what happened. I mean, it just happened two hours ago. It shows you how small Waco is, though. Everybody knows everybody's <laughs> business, right? This is fruit of what you would say your salvation experience. You've seen yeah. the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. Which absolutely gives you a peace, yeah. Even in the midst of a storm, mm-hmm. even when there's anxiety, you know, God is just faithful. Was yeah. that how you would? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and yes, I've I've seen it too much, and and seen it too much in my personal life, and I've seen not just that, but I've seen the blessings that God has has given us in it, and it is blessings. It's mm-hmm. not by, you know, nothing uh, happens. There's no coincidence. Nothing happens by by luck. Uh, it is just God's divine plan. And sometimes God's plans go a lot of different directions, right? right. So I'm and includes hardship. Right. And I am thankful that He's given us what we've given us. But I just continue to, like, as I said early on, my, you know, a lot of people waver in their faith. That has never been something for me. You never had to prove it to me. You know, uh, it's real, real simple. It's right there in Romans, you know, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you know, you shall be saved, right? I love it. I love the simplicity, but also the strength of your faith. And that's a good point. I'm very simple. Right. No matter what I've done, I'm I'm simple. That's why I think the the concept of the redneck CEO was just a simple mm-hmm. person. I am your um, very non um, conventional CEO. I don't sit around meetings and I don't drive people. My management of employees is uh, relationships. You actually care, and I've seen that. I remember twenty years ago. You had this habit of you go in and then you just you just float, visit everybody. And it wasn't a micromanaging. It was just 
a real sense of you cared. There's oppression in business just like there is anywhere mm-hmm. everywhere else. And, and there are those people who like that being in charge and being oppressive to the people that work for them. And I have people work for me today. I have I have the, my first employee that I hired in, in January of 96 for Curve still working for me today. Wow. Right. But Kim and I knew my employees. We knew their kids. We went to their kids' baseball games. We went to their graduations. We went, you know, we we established, so I knew them. That was important. It's still important to me today that I have that kind of relationship and let people do what they do. Mm. Right. They they know what they're doing. I don't need to micromanage. And when you have that and you give them that freedom, it, um, you'll have every now and then you'll have those people that take advantage of that. But that's been very rare in my case that I've mm. seen that. So um, and they and go back to it's it's building those friendships. And so they know you trust them and uh, that you're going to allow them that autonomy to do their job and they become great employees Mm. and loyal, loyal Mm. back to the world of loyal. Well, you hear nuggets from a man who's lived it. And when you read the book, redneck CEO, you'll get insights that will encourage, strengthen and inspire you, uh, in whatever area you are in life, a student, uh, an entrepreneur, a housewife, uh, a business leader, or someone in the military, I can attest to that by reading this. Thanks, Gary, for putting this in book form, sharing your life with us. Uh, it is a is a gem, and I I'm I'm excited for people to be able to read it and get to know you better. Well, thanks for coming by. Uh, you know, giving me a couple hours. Heads up was awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm glad we were here. <laughs> so, As I, I think, yeah, so typical Victor. Right? I did an audio yeah. text and said, Gary, yeah. I'm in Waco. Hey, I'm coming in. I'd like to come yeah. by and interview hey, hey, come on. The, More so, it's just been great the, seeing you guys. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. As we're talking about those relationships, we got to connect more, too. Yep. Right? For sure. We'll see you soon. We're coming back. Good. We'll have fun. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.